Hello, hello. So this week we have Janelle Joyner on a podcast. And let me just tell you something. Janelle is amazing. She's been through some adversity in her dance career that I didn't even know about. And she's handled it so well. And she's been able to work from it. And, you know, she's a very influential choreographer and coach today. And I'm so excited to work with her coming up for our boot camp, Jazz and Janelle's Pro Boot Camp, starting in February, February 19th. So if you are interested, then continue to listen. We'll touch on it a little bit in this episode. But without further ado, here is Janelle Joyner. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Imperfect Cheerleader. My name is Jasmine Neely, and we have a special guest on the show, Janelle Joyner. Hey, Janelle. Hi, Jasmine. Hello. So, Janelle, I'm going to give you I'm going to give you guys just a quick, brief um, synopsis and bio about Janelle. Janelle studied at the Alvin Ailey Dance Institute after graduating from UNC, where she danced for all four years. After, and go Hills, we're both Tar Heels. After moving back to Charlotte, she danced professionally for one year with the Charlotte Bobcats, now the Charlotte Hornets, and since moved into teaching at BB Dance Productions and is the head coach for the Johnson C. Smith dance team. Welcome, Janelle. Thank you, Jasmine. Thank you so much for having me today. Yes, I'm so excited about this discussion. Um, I know we we know each other from our time at BB Dance Productions in Charlotte. And let's just get right into it. So I want to know, and I'm sure it's all the audience wants to know, when did you start dancing there? And what was the best part of growing up in that dance envir- environment? Let's see, Jasmine. I was a part of one of the first, uh, basically, schools to come, um, students to come all the way through. So I believe I started there in the year after it was started in a full season, so 1992. Um, Quick story, dad said she needs some rhythm. Um, So they put me in dance to give me some rhythm. So supposedly I didn't have rhythm as a child. Uh, (laughs) So I ended up at BB Dance Productions um, under the direction of Veronica Badgett. Uh, I danced all the way through high school. I think one of the best parts of growing up at BB Dance Productions was the sisterhood that I gained from there. Um, All of the members that I danced with growing up uh, are still my friends today. Um, So I think that's one of the um, unique things that, um, that happened in my lifetime there. Wow. I did not know that. That that your dad said you didn't have rhythm. Like I cannot imagine. <laughs> I cannot imagine you not having rhythm. Like what? <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> Me neither. But That's... supposedly, I didn't have. Wow. Well, I'm sure. Yeah. They. They definitely. Once you got that rhythm, you couldn't stop. I'm sure because you're amazing. So. That's so cool. Thank you for sharing that. And just because we both have BB Dance in common um, here in Charlotte, shout out to BB Dance Productions and Miss Veronica and the, and the staff over there. And I know you are, uh, you're a teacher there as well. Yes, I've but, been there for 12 going on 13 years now, Jasmine. So mm-hmm, back home and teaching. 
Wow. So it's really, like you said, it's that sisterhood and that family um, atmosphere that, I mean, I totally get as well. Um, when I was uh, dancing at BB, definitely it was like a second home. I feel like a lot of people can attest to that. So just thinking back to your time as a student at BB, is there a favorite dance routine that you did or a favorite like all time moment? Because being like, I know you said you're probably you were like one of the OGs to start at that studio. So um, being that like when I came up, I loved watching you dance and me and my mom would love watching you dance too. like every time you would go on the stage, we'd be like, oh, let's see the big girls. And um, we'd always talk about Janelle and I'm, I'm sure we weren't the only ones either because you're amazing. So was there like a favorite dance moment that you've had or a favorite BB routine that you did? So I definitely have some favorite dance moments. Um, I think one of those would definitely uh, be when we performed at the Apollo. Um, mm -hmm. I think I was like 14 years old um, when we did that. Uh, so that would be one of my highlights. Another one of my highlights, and this kind of brings everything full circle for me, just um, with dance and being in Charlotte and being a Charlotte native, is we would perform at the Honey Bee game. I mean, at the Charlotte Hornets games with the Honey Bees. Um, oh, yeah. Because at that time, Miss Veronica was the head coach um, for the Honeybees, and she would always bring us in for one to two performances a year, and we would do them uh, with them. And so that was, honestly, we looked up to them, as you said, you looked up to us. So it's kind of full circle bringing it back around, which is probably, honestly, one of the reasons why I uh, decided to audition for the NBA when I did. Wow, that that is so cool. Like I do remember that we used to dance with the honeybees and it's so cool. Like you said, we used to look up to them and then then we became kind of like who they are. So yes. that's amazing. So along with your BB dance um experience and being a teacher, a current teacher there now, you are the dance team coach at Johnson C. Smith University here in Charlotte. So how can you tell us how that came about and um, what is the style of HBCU dance and how is it different from other genres? I know there's, there's like three questions in there. So I guess first you can answer, how did that come about um, getting the dance team coach position there? So the, I started um, a peti petition or basically like, uh, I guess I, I did a pitch. I did a pitch at Johnson C. Smith University. Um, asking them to start a dance team. One of the main reasons why I didn't attend HBCU then, I know people are may go a little crazy with me, but it was because they didn't have the style of dance that I was used to doing. Um, they were doing a majorette style, which is an amazing style of grace. It just wasn't something that I had done before in my life. So one of the reasons why I chose UNC Chapel Hill was because of the dance team. Um, so, when I got back to Charlotte, I realized there was a need for this, and I decided to see if I could be a part of fulfilling that need, and I did a pitch. They gave me a green light and said, we'll give you a year to start a dance, a year or two to start a dance team, and if it works out, we'll see where it goes from here. Um, so I did that, and I've been there for 12 years now um, with that dance team, so that's really how it all got started. Wow. So 12 years, 12, 13 years at BB, 12, 13 years um, 
with coaching the the John C. Smith dance team. That's amazing. And so with when you were doing that, so how have you seen, I guess, the styles differ from like you said, you said it's major mostly majorette styles, I guess when it when it, when you first started and I'm guessing there wasn't any dance team before you came. Is that correct? Or was it mainly with the band? So I'm going to correct my own self. So uh, I just recently found out at our uh, Johnson C. Smith home, Smith's homecoming that there was a dance team. And this goes back to how things, I feel like things align um, in life. I didn't know that there wasn't, was ever a dance team. Mm-hmm. I, there was not one when I went to the games at Smith. I had been around Smith all of my life um, because of my father who coaches there. Um, and there wasn't a dance team. So I thought that there was, like I said, I saw a need needed to be filled. There was a need, but let's rewind. In the 80s and 70s, there was a dance team called the Golden Bullets, which is the name that I chose for my dance team. And somehow along the way, they got lost with history, but they were a dance team. And I just found that out. Yeah, I just found that out this past year. Uh, year at our homecoming um, and the uh, one of the members she came down and talked to me and everything we had a great conversation she sent me yearbook photos uh, and everything and yeah so there were there was an official dance team prior to uh, my dance team I'm not sure what style they did but there was one. Oh, that's so cool well that's that's cool that you found that out and that you're coming in and kind of bringing your own style and experience to, I guess, this new, um, this new form of, I guess, dance to John C. Smith. So I know you have like a ton of experience dancing and um, I think the Apollo thing is so cool. You got to do that at what you said, 14 years old. Mm -hmm. I think I was 14 at the time. So you also have experience with Alvin Ailey, and that sounds like a really fun and rewarding opportunity. Can you tell us a little bit about what your experience was like there and, you know, how your days looked, what you did, and like the biggest thing that you learned there? Let's see, at Alvin Ailey, I took class about two to three times a day specifically for Alvin Ailey. On the outside of that, I would take additional classes, just continue my training. Um, It was rigorous. It was hard on the body. Um, But Alvin Ailey offered um, a lot of wisdom, Um, so much more um, just they taught not just technique, but integrity. There was a sense of always being on time. They taught a sense of responsibility. Um, They taught us how to take care of ourselves as dancers. Um, They pushed us and motivated us, instilled confidence in us. Um, So honestly, I thought it was a really good program. Um, And it was a really good start to uh, my dance career beyond college. And when did you have the opportunity to do Ailey? Was it after college? Mm-hmm. I graduated okay. and moved straight to New York. Um, so that's about 2008, 2009. And I think I returned 
late mm-hmm. 2009, 2010, back to Charlotte. Yeah, that sounds like a really cool opportunity to, because, you know, Alvin Ailey is so renowned, such a renowned name. And I'm sure you probably have so many, you know, memories from that as well. How many years were you there? I did one year there. Okay. I know other people that have done um, that program and, you know, it just seems like it's, it's like life changing in a sense. So um, it's, it's cool to hear that they teach you, you know, things beyond dance and really like how to navigate through your life and how to be a good person. Mm-hmm. And I think they help you navigate your dance career. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's one of the um, big things because um, you need to know how to navigate a dance career in order to maintain yourself as a dancer or as a choreographer or for whatever realm you decide to choose in dance. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know this is a pro cheerleader, uh, our dancer podcast, and a lot of my listeners are aspiring pro cheerleaders, our dancers, and I know you have danced in the NBA for the Charlotte Bobcats, like we mentioned in your your bio, um, now the Charlotte Hornets, um, and so what was that like? dancing in the NBA and what made you choose the the Bobcats or Lady Cats I should say (laughs) yes we were the Lady Cats um well I chose NBA um because I thought it I thought it was a better fit uh for me as a person um coming back to Charlotte um it was under the direction of coach Brandy who is one amazing coach an amazing woman um and I admired um, just what she what she does with the team. Um, so I decided to audition, um, made the team, um, and did a year. Um, and it was great. Honestly, um, I had a great time dancing. The performances are fun. Interacting with the crowd is amazing. Um, I will say I was young when I did it, and I know there are plenty of... Uh, young adults out there auditioning. I was young um, when I did it. Um, And I think that there are some things that I could have done differently um, in order to return for my second season. What would would you say those things were, if you don't mind me asking? No, I don't. So, um, So let's just be honest. So, hey, people, I got cut my second year. A lot of people don't know that until I tell them. It doesn't hurt my feelings. I got cut my second year. Um, At the moment when I got cut, of course, my feelings were hurt. I was like, how can I get cut? Like, what did I do wrong? Um, And honestly, I don't think there was anything that I necessarily did wrong when I say that I was young as a coach now looking back. Because I don't know if I would have seen this then. As a coach now looking back. You are looking for a person that can also blend and work well with the team. Mm. Um, And when I say that, there were times where my dance style or my dance energy may not have matched my teammates. Um, So I think that's one of the things that I would say. And that's what when people ask me, I always say, look at the team that you're you're, you know, you're looking to audition for and make sure that, you know, you blend well with that team, not only with your personality, 
you know, make sure that aligns with your morals and your beliefs, but also make sure that aligns with your dance style, your technique and your ability. At that time, the NBA did not do as much technique as they do now. Mm -hmm. So there's a big jump from when I was a lady cat to where we are now. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's one of the things I would tell people. That that's that's really that's a really good point, Janelle, because I feel like some people kind of just, you know, settle for a team and they to, to audition for just because, you know, of where it is, their proximity to it, which makes a lot of sense. But sometimes you have to look at those other factors to see if it's actually a, a good fit for you. And at the end of the day, I tell people this all the time. It's a job interview. And when you are uh-huh. going into a job, you you're interviewing the job just as much as they are interviewing you. So I think it's, you have to do your due diligence due diligence with that and really interview the job as well and see if it's the right fit for you. So um, that's, that's really good advice. And um, yeah, I didn't know, maybe I did know that uh, that's why, or for your second season, I didn't know that, but um, such, such good advice. And I appreciate you for being honest there because I'm sure some other people out there could relate to that. Um, I hope that they can. I hope that they can, Jasmine. And just side note, just to bring it all full circle. So I started off at BB, danced at a few Hornets games, came back, became a lady cat. Switched in because I was let go or, you know, cut from the team. That pushed me into teaching. Mm-hmm. Because I wouldn't have been teaching if it wasn't, you know, if I didn't have the time. That time opened up and it was like, hey, you're available now. Do you want to teach? Matter of fact, yes, I would love to teach. Fast forward another couple of years. Here I am. And I'm now doing auditions with the honeybees. So Mm -hmm. everything works for a reason. Everything is in its own season and People should just go for what they want. And sometimes it may not work out how you think it should, but it'll work out how it's supposed to. Yes. And they still saw like how valuable you were with, you know, dance technique. And like you said, you do the honeybees auditions and that's, you know, you never know. You can't ever see the end of the tunnel, but there, you know, there's a light at the end Mm -hmm. of the tunnel. Sometimes it's hard to see when you're in it, but um, that's such a great story. And uh, thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. So if no one, if someone comes and says, hey, I have no dance background, but I've had this dream for forever and I want to go pro, what would you say is step one on that journey? Go take a class. That would be number one. Find somewhere where either some of the teammates are training or the coaching staff Um. Or just take an open class. But I would definitely say get into class. I think that's the first step. Um, and committing, committing to the journey. Um, because I think it takes a commitment. Um, of course, there are some people who can wake up and just say, hey, I'm auditioning today and make it. But there are others of us who have to uh, practice um, in order to get to that end result that we want. So I would say get into class. Mm-hmm such good advice and what about would you say the same thing about somebody who didn't who maybe 
danced growing up, maybe fell off a little bit and took a break maybe, or something happened in their life and they had to, you know, give up dance and maybe they didn't dance in college, um, but they want to get back into it. Is that kind of, I, I feel like I hear some people like that. Is that kind of the same thing too? Just taking class? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say definitely get back into class. Dance, uh, dance will not only build your technical skills, It'll also build your confidence in taking class, performing in front of others. It'll create an atmosphere where you can develop friendships throughout that process um, and some camaraderie. So Mm -hmm. I say do it. Get Mm -hmm. in the class. Mm -hmm. Yep. And like you were speaking on earlier about um, just people, it it kind of helps when you're in a class, a group of people, and you're kind of seeing how the people move and maybe you can like... um, you know, maybe I know one thing you always said, um, just from taking class with you, you says, you say like, Hey, maybe copy somebody's style, see if it works on you. Like, you know, it's good to be versatile and see like what your body can do. And it's also good just to see how other people move their body and kind of like take bits and pieces from that. So, um, that's a good Mm -hmm. way to learn style as well. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. So this is something that, um, I feel like People don't really talk about, but what was your biggest insecurity when you were auditioning? Maybe, you know, it was that first audition or maybe the second one. Maybe it was the same insecurity both times. Did you Like, what was your biggest insecurity? That I was never good enough. I always felt like when I prepared, especially for uh MBA and NFL auditions I felt like I may not be good enough and not my dance technique it was more of am I good enough appearance wise does my appearance look up to fit I'm up to par of what they want what they see or what they need I sometimes felt like I wasn't good enough was I able to overcome that yes but I'd say that was one of my fears I guess my second fear might have been uh hearing a no Mm -hmm. So rejection, I would say those may have been my two biggest fears. I hadn't auditioned in a long time, but I'm going to go with, I would say those. How would you say, I guess, looking back now, how would you tell somebody to prepare for, I don't want to, I don't want to say prepare for rejection, but yeah, prepare for rejection because in this life, we're going to be rejected at some point. And so um, even though you are going out, you're auditioning, you're hoping for the best, there's always that what if, you know, what if I don't make it? What if I am rejected? Do you have any advice around how to prepare for rejection? There's an old school saying that I was told um, for every one yes, there are 10 no's in the dance world. Mm-hmm. And that's how I kind of went into a lot of my additions with there's, you know, there's one yes to 10 no's. This could be my one yes that could make the difference. Mm-hmm. Or this could be the one no. I got nine more to go. That means one of them is going to be yes. And mm-hmm. so I went into it with that idea that, okay, one of them is going to be yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I would say just understand that there is rejection. Um, but rejection doesn't mean that you weren't good enough. Mm-hmm. If you gave your very best, that was all you could give at the moment, then that was good enough. They may not be looking for um, 
a, a redhead at the moment. They may have five on the team already. It could be that you had red hair that day. Or it could be maybe they just didn't have enough spots. Maybe they only had five spots, you know, open, and they went with the five technical dancers, whereas you had more style. That doesn't mean you're a bad dancer. They just went with a different type of dancer. Mm -hmm. So I would say just prepare for rejection. Know that you can get a no, but don't let that take away from who you are as a person. You hit the nail on the head. That's such great advice from seasoned professional. I love that. No doesn't mean no forever. I know that's um, a big saying, too, that I hear a lot. And mm -hmm. it's so true. Yes, it is. So I know you said you were young when you auditioned for the uh, Lady Cats and and you made the team. How did you, knowing you as like a powerhouse dancer, did you do any specific prep when it came to, when it came to auditions or um, like how, I guess, how did you prep for auditions if you did, or maybe you didn't and what was your, what was that like? Well, my first year when I auditioned for Lady Cats, um, so prep dance wise, I was dancing consistently anyway because I had just moved back from New York so I was dancing pretty much on a daily basis um but now prep wise as far as appearance and hair I was a long way away from where I needed to be I needed lots <laughs> of hair. and I had no idea even I don't even think I realized it in the moment until like looking back um after that first year. Um, my second year, I prepped uh, even more. I was taking dance class. I was taking fitness classes. I'm a big yoga person, so it was mostly yoga. Um, and I went and I got my makeup done. I got somebody to show me how to do my makeup. I practiced my makeup. I went and got my hair professionally done. At that time, I was wearing a weave, a full head, so I got somebody to show me how to do that, to teach me how to flat iron my hair or curl it the way I wanted to have it curled. Um, so I took a, a little bit uh, more of a prep. I did more prep concerning my appearance um, than probably I did for dance that year, just because that was one of the things I realized that I felt like I sort of missed the mark on. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about how, how appearance is so important for especially pro teams? Appearance is important, uh, very important. And let me say this, appearance doesn't mean you can't be who you are. Mm -hmm. That does not mean you can't come with curly hair or straight hair or red hair or brown hair. Um, you come as who you are and what makes you look the best you and makes you perform to your best ability. Because when you're when you feel like, you know, you look good or you look great, you perform better because you feel good about who you are and what you're putting on the floor. Amen. So I think it's important, mostly for yourself first. Mm -hmm. Then we can talk about everything else, the audience and everything. But I think it's most important for the person first. So important. I think, I think a lot of people come into pro thinking, um, you know, just about appearance. I think nowadays people are more, uh, 
I guess, encouraged to, you know, wear their natural styles with hair. And um, I think it's important to know, like you said, you should be yourself, but enhancing those features to bring a little bit more oomph to your look kind of like ups your confidence. And when you look in the mirror, you're like, okay, I am, I'm a bad B. I can go out here and do my best on the dance floor because I look good and I feel good. So that's really great. Exactly. Exactly. And also we want to see your face. And when I say we want to see your face, if we're sitting in the back of uh, the stadium or in the top seats of the stadium, the makeup and the extra eyelashes um, or the bigger hair, that helps us see those things because Mm -hmm. everything looks so small. But if you have on a little bit of extra to enhance, we can see it better. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially, yeah, especially in pro, you have so many people way, way up in those stands. And yes. you're, to them, you are like a tiny little ant. So the more you can express your appearance and look, um, yeah, the better that's going to be for their, you know, overall entertainment experience. Okay, yes, so... Yeah, I agree. So I know you talked a little bit about how you trained a little more for your second year audition. What was your training regimen like? Were you doing just yoga? Were you, what kind of uh, workouts were you doing for, um, to train? So I would take dance class, um, at least probably like two to, two to three times a week. Um, and I took a yoga class probably twice a week. And then I have a really good friend um, that does fitness she's a fitness instructor and uh she would send me workouts so I did some uh body weight workouts um I also used dumbbells um for working out of course um some core work um and that was pretty much uh pretty much what I did um and of course I tried to eat well um on top of that and stay hydrated um that more importantly than anything (laughs) oh yeah staying hydrate you don't want to pass out that's so important okay thank you so much Janelle for sharing all of that I guess if you can give one piece of advice to anybody going pro what would that advice be believe in yourself I had a coach in track and field that used to tell me if you can see the invisible you can do the impossible and that saying stuck with me all through high school and all through college and every time I auditioned or honestly every time I stepped on the stage to perform Hmm. because if I could see myself doing it I knew it was possible Mm -hmm. and all I needed was one ounce of possibility and I knew I could do it and pretty much nine times out of 10, I can tell you, I hit every audition. I hit every dance exactly the way I saw it in my head. Mm. So if you can see the invisible, you can do the impossible. Remember that. I love that. Thank you so much. Okay. So as some of you may know, we are, Janelle and I are hosting a boot camp um starting in February February 19th and so I want to talk a little bit about that Janelle so um what can we expect from this boot camp uh Jazz and Janelle's pro boot camp what is what are some of the things that we can expect well first of all I am so excited about this boot camp because I think it has so much to offer um let's see you're going to get 
a dance class. You're going to get several dance combinations. You're going to get different styles of dance. You're going to get fitness, different realms of fitness. You are going to uh, get a full-on prep about how to audition. So you're going to get interview training. You're going to get resume training. You're going to get uh, tips um, from hairstylists and makeup artists, photographers. um, And basically, we're going to help you build a whole package that you should be able to walk out the door with um, and pretty much head into your audition season. Yes, you hit you hit the nail on the head, everyone. Yeah, and definitely that appearance piece that we we're talking about earlier. You're getting, um, yeah, photography shots, and you will know how to um, appear for your appearance, and so you can look your best, feel your best, and be the most confident. So, um, Janelle and I started uh, wanted to do this because obviously our backgrounds and. Um, you know, us going through the pro um, pro auditions and being on teams and also the I get the teaching experience that Janelle has and um, teaching experience that I have in fitness as well. So this is why this is why we started this uh, this boot camp and it's not too late to join. We hope that you will take advantage of this this community and this uh, this process that we have laid out for you. It's only six weeks. And so we uh, meet every Wednesday and Sunday here in Charlotte. And, um, you know, we have, we'll have some in-between um, activities as well for you. But I am excited. I know Janelle is too. And um, if you would like to sign up for Jazz and Janelle's Pro Boot Camp, the information to sign up will be in the show notes, show notes of this episode and the links in our bios. And um, we, we are looking forward to um, to seeing you inside the boot camp. Do you have anything else to add? Yes, to that, we are Janelle? so excited. Sign up. Sign yes. up, sign up, sign up, sign up. And I, I don't, honestly, Jazz and I are telling you to sign up because we really do believe in this program and we really want to be a part of your journey so sign up sign up sign up yes don't think about it just sign up don't do it don't don't overthink because we know how you all like to overthink exactly we, we love you but exactly. <laughs> all right well Janelle um where I do have one like list of rapid fire questions just real quick like one second answer questions. I didn't tell you this in advance. So um, I think it's just a little fun kind of way oh, to. <laughs> What'd you say? Okay. Okay. Pop okay. Pop quiz. Yeah. Come on, Jay. So it's going to be, it's going to be professional dancer slash cheerleader uh, themed. And so. Um, yeah. Okay. Are you ready? Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> I think I'm ready. Okay. So just rapid fire. Favorite style of dance. Ooh. Jazz. Yes. Favorite way to energize before a game when you were you were pro? Trap music. Trap music? <laughs> Listening to trap music. Wow. Yes, don't judge. Do you have a favorite song? <laughs> uh it would probably be something like get on okay, I was like really into Lil John and the East Side Boys back in the day, so <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a good one, yes. Anything that era, yes. Uh, favorite yep. go-to post-game snack or meal? 
Okay, I love Starbucks. So anything Starbucks is probably good to me. <laughs> and that's not healthy, but it's my favorite. Wait, you need, you need more energy after the game? I guess you do. <laughs> yeah, I, I love Starbucks. It's calming. <laughs> same, same, same. Uh, favorite dancer or performer of all time? Oh. And I can only pick one? Only one. Okay, maybe oh, this two. This is difficult. If you have to have a tie, I guess I can give that to you. <laughs> yeah, because I just, I really have, I really have a few in different genres and different realms and different time periods. So first, I'm going to say Alvin Ailey, just because I think he kind of just trailblazed the way um, in so many ways for um, for dancers, especially mm -hmm. dancers of color. Uh, and I'm going to definitely say I'm going to have to say Janet and Michael. I mean, they're mm -hmm. my two all-time, you know, have to go to, if I had to think about concert artists, um, they would be my top two. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah. Amazing. <laughs> I, think I, I think those would be mine. Okay. Uh, and Travis Wall. That, that's my other one. <laughs> Yo, that's too many, too many. Okay, <laughs> no, but all great, okay, all done. great I'm performers. <laughs> All right, favorite dance move currently. Oh, it might be hard to might be hard to describe. <laughs> or you can say, you know, and part of me, not that you know, I'm I'm not too into the TikTok generation. I'm a little old school still, but you know, okay, you can um, do your favorite dance move like that you would do at a wedding or a party, maybe. <laughs> Oh, well, that's automatically a two-step. Okay. I gotta, I'm always going to hit a two-step with a little shoulder bounce and a little snap. I'm doing why it right I, now. Why I'm doing I, it right now. Why can I picture you doing that? Like, I can definitely, like, just visualize you doing that. <laughs> awesome. That would be me. <laughs> uh, we, can, we can call that one the Janelle. Um, okay, that's fair. <laughs> okay, just a couple more. Favorite place you visited in your dance career? Um, it could be overseas, it could be United States. Oh, okay, I'm going to have to be a child. So I guess it would have to be New York mm -hmm. would be my favorite place. Um, and that's because of Apollo and then because of Alvin Ailey. So that, was, yeah. those my, that would be my place. Makes sense. Definitely. New York is the Mecca. <laughs> uh, favorite choreographer mm -hmm. or music video? Ooh, me and Michael Sanyatai, uh Yeah, those would probably be my top two. Mm. Oh, Tassandra Chavez. Yeah. Oh, look at those. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> okay. Amazing, two... amazing, amazing. I'm going to look those up after this. Okay. Uh, two more. Favorite dance song? Came here for love right now. Don't ask why, but it has, it has been on every Came here for love? for the past. Yes, for the, yes, for every, every technique playlist for the past year and a half. I love is that it. who is so that? That by? would be my song for the moment. Okay, uh, who is that by? 
I can't think of their name. Okay. Right. I'm going to have to look it up, Jazz. I'll send it to you, but. Okay. Yeah. And last one, favorite dance movie. Ooh, fame would be one of my top ones, honestly. Mm, same. Yep, probably for the taxi cab uh, a scene. That's one of my mm. favorite scenes. So, yeah, I would go with fame. Awesome. That's a great one. Okay, well, thank you so much for doing that. That was so fun. I always love doing the rapid fire because I never know what people are going to say. It's always so fun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, thank Janelle, you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Where can people find you, uh, get in contact with you? You know, you can definitely share all of your contact points right here, right now. So you can get a contact with me on Instagram. It's Janelle underscore one, and that's J-A-N-E-L underscore one. Um, Facebook is Janelle Joiner. Uh, so you can get in touch with me either way. Awesome. Thank I'm here. So, I'm around. Thank you so much, Janelle. And I'll also put those in the show notes as well. Um, thank you so much, Janelle, for for this conversation. I think it was a really great conversation. And I'm so excited to continue working with you um, with our boot camp coming up. So Yay. once again, y'all, sign up for the boot camp. It's going to be starting soon, right before, sign before up. you know it. <laughs> Yes, it will be. Thank you so much for having me, Jasmine. I really enjoyed this today. You're welcome. All right. Wow, what an amazing conversation and just person that she is. Okay, so here are the takeaways. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. What may seem difficult now doesn't have to be your reality forever. Number two, just because it's a no doesn't mean you aren't good enough. Number three, prepare your appearance for your team. It's important and it will help with your confidence. Number four, appearance doesn't mean you can't be who you are. And lastly, we want to see your face, wear makeup to enhance your features. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Imperfect Cheerleader. I hope that you continue to listen, and if you would like to support this podcast, you can do that via the link in the show notes. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. I know you all are crushing your goals as you are working towards auditions for the upcoming 2023 season, and I hope that I see you in my classes and that you will join Janelle and I for our boot camp coming up. So, Have a great rest of your evening, your afternoon, or your morning, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Imperfect Cheerleader Podcast. Taking the time to listen while you're busy with all of life's responsibilities means the world to me. If you enjoyed this episode, here are a few ways you can support ICP. Number one, hit the subscribe button so you always get newly released episodes and never miss them. Number two, take a screenshot of the episode you listen to and tag at the professional cheerleader on Instagram. We love to repost your tags and shout you out in our stories. Number three, write a review. This is the best way to show your support for the podcast and helps us bring on even better guests, interviews, and topics. 
I hope you have a wonderful day, morning or night, wherever you may be, and are continuing to work towards your goals of becoming a professional cheerleader, dancer, or just someone who loves to move. I'll see you later on another episode of the Imperfect Cheerleader Podcast. Remember, stay frosty, friends. Toodles for now.